It's time for Around the Ozark Sports Scene with Scott Perrier. Now here's your host, Scott Perrier. Welcome to Episode 6 of Around the Ozark Sports Scene. I am Scott Perrier. Happy to have you alongside with us. Uh, we're going to chat with the legendary voice of the Bears, Art Haynes, here in just a few minutes. But as always, we start our our podcast with our recap and look ahead to the uh, sports week and weekend here in the Ozarks and beyond. Um, we kick it off with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs talk. The Chiefs had a bye this past weekend, chance to enjoy some time off and maybe go to a concert if your famous girlfriend uh, had one overseas over the weekend. So uh, nice, uh, reflect, re- relaxing and refreshing weekend, I'm sure, for the Chiefs as they get back to business this week. They lead the, the AFC overall with a 7-2 and two record and uh, really a big weekend for them without even playing because three key teams that are chasing them for that overall top seed and, and home field advantage in the playoffs all lost home games. That would be the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Bills. And so uh, a nice weekend for the Chiefs in that regard. Big one coming up on Monday night, Chiefs and the Eagles, Super Bowl rematch, a possible preview of uh, – What's to come? It's Jalen Hurts and company with the high-powered Eagles, and uh, they are 8-1 and on the year coming into Arrowhead. It should be a dandy, so uh, make your plans now. By the way, if you were uh, intending on going up there and buying tickets last minute, last I checked, it was $3 or $350 a piece uh, for tickets in the nosebleed section, so a very high-priced ticket for the Chiefs and the Eagles coming up on uh, Monday night in Kansas City. Congrats to the Evangel Valor. We had Coach Chuck Heppler on our, our last episode, and, of course, the Valor had a big game at Nixa Eagle Stadium over the weekend. They rallied from 21 points down to beat Bethel 41-38 to in overtime, finish off an 11-0 regular season, and, uh, you know, a very memorable season for Chuck Heppler and those Valor this season as they – it is their first year in the KCAC Conference – Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference, and they win the championship as the first season member, go unbeaten. They're ranked nationally uh, number nine. They will find out this weekend who their NAIA playoff opponent will be. Uh, they'll be going on the road for that first round, so good luck to the Valor with that. Missouri State football rose up with a very impressive 35-16 win over nationally ranked Northern Iowa. It was the Bears' home finale on Saturday. Coach Ryan Beard's squad is now 4-6 and six overall, Three and four in the Valley and finish the season with a very tall task this Saturday. They are at nationally top-ranked and traditional powerhouse South Dakota State. Jackrabbits are 10-0 and and already have clinched the Missouri Valley Conference title. So a very uh, tough test ahead for the Bears, but a chance, again, to build momentum with a good showing. An upset would be monumental, but a good showing takes them into the offseason and the recruiting season uh, with a very good vibe. So good luck to Coach Beard and, and the Bears. Other notes, we have Missouri State men's soccer. They're in the NCAA tournament again. They are an at-large bid. They have an 11-3-3 record overall. They have Nebraska-Omaha coming in for the tournament game first round on Thursday night. Big win for Bears basketball over visiting Oral Roberts uh, on Monday night. We'll talk more with Art about that. Catholic and Rogersville boys soccer teams are headed to the Final Four this weekend. Good luck to them. And we have 11 area high school football teams still alive with state playoff games coming up this weekend. Those include Nix at Rockhurst, Jeff City Helias at Republic, and Jefferson City at McDonald County. Yes, you heard it right. My alma mater, the McDonald County Mighty Mustangs, are in the state playoffs 
for the first time. Kudos to those guys, those coaches, those kids. Our school been a long time coming. In my almost 40-year career now in local media, I've been blessed to work with and be influenced by some of the greats in the business. I go back to the late Marty Edelman at my time at the News Leader, to TV folks like Ned Reynolds, Dan Lucy, Tom Mast, and others. And if there is a Mount Rushmore or Springfield Media, my guest today is most certainly on it. No one has done their job with more professionalism than radio broadcasting than the legendary Art Haynes. Simply added to that legend with his amazing, inspiring comeback story, in his battle back from the West Nile virus, and is back behind the mic uh, again where he belongs, doing the Kansas City Chiefs studio show, as well as his longtime duties as the voice of the Bears. It's my pleasure to welcome in Mr. Art Haynes. Good morning, Arthur. Morning, Scott. Good to be on with you. Absolutely. Appreciate your time and and, um, uh, late night last night with the Bears basketball game? No, not too late. We were back at uh, my facility before 10 o'clock, so that was not too late at night. And It was a good night for the Bears as they bounced back from the loss at West Virginia with a 15-point win over ORU. Absolutely. I caught that uh, on the, uh, the telecast of it or whatever we call those things on ESPN+. Plus and, and um, you know, very good showing. I, I thought they had a good showing of West Virginia. Just a very tough place to play and, and uh, come out of there with a win. But uh, – Again, the, the best news is you're back uh, calling Bears games at home this year. Kind of tell us uh, about uh, where you are in the recovery process uh, ongoing now. Well, we're doing fine. Uh, we weren't supposed to be here at all and uh, to be back in Springfield and, uh, you know, have use, obviously, of my voice and uh, my uh, fingers and arms to a good extent. Uh, still don't have use of my legs anything below the waist, and we're still working on that in physical therapy five days a week. That might come back. We're still hopeful of that. But in the meantime, I'm in a cool, uh, powerized uh, wheelchair and get me where I need to go. Absolutely. And and um, Art Haynes now in uh, mid-November versus the version that, that came back to the football booth in September. Is, is there a difference? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit more strength in my voice, uh, my, my air behind it. Still maybe not quite as strong on the, the touchdown calls as I was before, but I think that's getting better. And basketball, uh, I found to be a little easier last night uh, because uh, it's right there in front of me. Football, uh, from the distance that I was, uh, a little more difficult on the recognition of the pass receivers and things like that. But uh, the basketball, I think, is going to go pretty well. Very good. Well, obviously, everybody is certainly happy to have you back on the airwaves. And, and um, you know, let's talk about your Chiefs. You know, uh, had the weekend off. I, I assume uh, Travis Kelsey's back in the States now after his uh, little overseas trip. And um, much ado about nothing probably in a bye week. Uh, would you view it that way as well? Oh, I would. I mean, I would expect him to go to Argentina. I mean, Taylor's been to four of his games, I think. So this is the only time he'd have a chance to go support her on the bye week. So he did, and uh, I expected that. And now uh, back to business as usual. Do you like this Chiefs edition better, the same, or maybe a little less than the squads they've sent to the playoffs uh, the last two or three years? It Kind of break that down for us a little bit. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting because 
the offense has carried them through this whole Patrick Mahomes era, and now this year it's the defense. And, I mean, defense is there night in and night out. They have proved that every game this year. The defense has just been rock solid. Uh, the offense, though, has, has not been explosive. They got 41 points against the Chicago Bears, but, I mean, that's the Bears. But uh, they're, they're just uh, they're, they're getting a lot of yards, but not a lot of points settling for field goals, not touchdowns. And uh, I, I think it's still there as long as you have Mahomes. But uh, they have lost some key wide receivers to free agency. And the thought always has been, well, as long as you got number 15, you're okay. Well, maybe not. These guys are just not getting open on a regular basis. And teams have been able to kind of take Kelsey away or minimize the damage that he does. And, and they've had a lot of drop passes from the other guys. I think Rashi Rice has got a chance to emerge as a wide receiver one. He hasn't really fully yet, but uh, uh, Mahomes hasn't got worse. It's just that his targets uh, have not been as dependable. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I know it works both ways because uh, you know it's kind of a, a lot of cooks in the kitchen in that receiving room uh, on the field for the Chiefs, which makes it hard, I'm sure, for opponents to prepare. But you know, we're, we're down to the the last seven or eight weeks of the regular season now. Uh, do you think they kind of need to figure out who needs to be out there for the majority of snaps at this point? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, I'm about to label Sky Moore as a bust at this point. And Kadarius Tony, they've got nothing out of him this year. So uh, uh, I, I really had hoped they would pick up DeAndre Hopkins at the trade deadline, but they didn't. Uh, so obviously they were looking at salary cap issues and other things. Uh, I think that really would have put them maybe back to where they had been in the past, but they're going to rely on defense for now and uh, Mahomes to figure something out. Is this the best defense you've seen they, they've had since uh, in the last four or five years? I think the best since the Schottenheimer years. I really do. Uh, and, you know, the, the defense wasn't very good in the early Mahomes era, but now, uh, you, you know, they've got a, got a good pass rush with, with Chris Jones back. The, the linebackers, even with Nick Bolton out, uh, Drew Tranquil came from the Chargers, and he's filled in seamlessly there. And the secondary is what's really the strength of the defense. I mean, uh, between uh, Legereus Sneed and uh, the others that they've got back there, they're uh, they're very strong against the pass. Kind of got a jumbled uh, bottleneck mess there in the AFC after the Chiefs. You know, they're sitting there at, at seven and two and. And then you look at uh, the teams that you expect to be chasing, and, and they're there, but they've joined. They're joined by a lot of teams that maybe you didn't think would be there. Uh, a big day for the or big weekend for the Chiefs uh, in not playing with losses by the Bills and the Bengals and the Ravens all at home. Is there anybody in that that you fully expect down the stretch here to kind of emerge, and, and maybe that is a more dangerous opponent for the Chiefs down at the end than than the others? Well, I mean, I, I still think the Dolphins may be. I mean, the Chiefs beat them, and that was a, a good performance in the game at Frankfurt. But uh, they've 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 got a lot to commend themselves to be a contender. Uh, I, I was really glad to see the Bills lose last night. I think they're they're going to be doing good to make the playoffs. And, uh, the uh, the Ravens, uh, to me, I mean, their their combination of offense and defense. They may, the, may be the prime contender. And you can't rule out the Bengals who are coming on a little bit now. 
despite their recent loss. Uh, uh, they're a team that, that scares me. They've always played the Chiefs really tough. Kind of thought the Jags might be back there again. Uh, you know, they'd won five in a row, and they stumbled uh, badly against the Niners. Are they still one of those that you think can make that run and, and maybe get to an AFC title game? Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I think the Niners exposed them, and the, the Chiefs kind of seem to have their numbers. So I'm not as concerned with them as I am with some of the others. And, and surprising to me, and I'm sure maybe to you, Trevor Lawrence just has not stepped up uh, and had that progression in his career like like maybe we thought he would too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he was getting into the the next to top tier of quarterbacks, and he may still be there, but kind of in the bottom part of that second tier is uh, he's uh, he's regressed a little bit. Now I, I couldn't make it; had a conflict, but I understand here in the last couple of weeks we had a little birthday get together and and maybe a surprise presentation, some more bling for for Mister Haynes. Is that correct? We did. We did. That was last Monday night for my birthday, and. Rick Jester and my wife and daughter kind of conspired on all of this to to have the party. But then I was really surprised when they presented me with an actual Super Bowl champion ring from last year. At first, I thought this was a faux ring that, you know, they were offering to the season ticket holders. But no, it's the real thing. And it uh, was a combination of people reaching out to Dan Israel, the Chiefs Radio Network. And I think it went all the way to Dallas to the Hunt family. And they approved it. Uh, so it's the real thing, but some of my friends had to pay for the, the jewelry that's in it, and uh, they got together and did so, and I was shocked. I, I mean, it really was. My wife lets me have it for about three or four hours a day, and then she takes it home. But uh, it's uh, it, it's huge, it's gaudy, and uh, I was just humbled and so surprised to get that. Now, now and, and obviously well-deserved, and, and the folks at the, the rehab center there, uh, are there visiting hours for the ring? I, I mean, uh, uh, everybody here seemed to know about it in advance, and they did a great job of keeping it a secret. And then afterwards, they said, "Oh, here you got a ring. I want to see it." So, uh, yeah, people have been uh, coming in when it's when the ring is usually uh, visiting hours or in the afternoon, and uh, people have been coming by to see it. That's awesome, and of course, it'll stay locked up, right? Except for your own personal visiting hours, where where your wife wife lets you have it. Yes, indeed, it will. Yeah, let's switch gears and talk some Bears basketball. We kind of touched on it uh, earlier, but uh, the uh, very impressive win last night against Oral Roberts. It's a thirty-win Oral Roberts team, but not. Uh, it's one that's kind of reloading right now. Probably not the strength they were uh, last year, but Bears look good, didn't they? They did. They did. Yeah, Oral Roberts got a new coach and their best player transferred to Texas. Uh, but they've still got some, some good players. It's really uh, run and gun, holler and faller. And, uh, the Bears were happy to play at that tempo. I thought the Bears maybe shot too many threes, but, you know, RU is, that's what, that's their game. They averaged making about 10 threes a game. And last night they were five for 25. So uh, at some point the Bears were, uh, encouraging them to shoot threes because they weren't going in. Lost Chance Moore, the, the leading scorer on the team on the first game, to an ankle sprain about five minutes into last night's game. Dana said uh, they're thinking it's minor and hoping to be able to play this weekend in the Virgin Islands. But other people stepped up. I mean, Alston Mason had 29 points, a career high, and uh, he was he was really good last night. 
Preseason poll had the Bears uh, pick six in the Valley. Um, is this maybe a Bears team that's under the radar a little bit? Uh, obviously, oh, I think so. Better, yeah. better not be six. I mean, uh, Mike Keltner helped me with my uh, preseason poll, and we picked them second. I mean, I really think this is a, a talented team, and uh, last night was a, a good example. I mean, yeah, 69 points in a high-tempo game. That's pretty good. They held West Virginia to 68. Last year, they only allowed 63 points a game. But, you know, more possessions, more points both ways. I think they're going to try to play fast, and they're about eight or nine deep. So uh, I look for this to be an entertaining team. Again, very early, but could this be Dana's most talented team uh, to date? I think so. I mean, his second year was touted as being a very talented team, and as it, wa- it was, but they ended up not uh, living up to that expectation. Uh, hopefully this year's team will, and by that team, they need to uh, coalesce and, and be a good team, and last night was a good step forward. Absolutely. Switching gears again to uh, Bears football. Big win for them on Saturday over a ranked Northern Iowa team over a plaster. Um, you see that as a statement win for Ryan Beard and his uh, staff that this program's uh, on the rise? Absolutely. I mean, the first three wins were against lesser opponents, but now this is uh, against a team that the Bears have rarely beaten in their football history, and it's always great to beat Northern Iowa in football. Uh uh, two of their broadcasters came in to the booth after we were off the air and said, well, thanks for that, uh, I'll phrase it, butt-kicking. And, uh, you know, that may have kept them out of the playoffs. I, I texted Ryan Beard after the game that the first 40 meetings with Northern Iowa, the Bears were 5-35. and 35. And since the Petrino-Beard family came to town, 3-1 and one, Missouri State. So uh, not that uh, they've got things completely turned around against Northern Iowa, but recent history would indicate maybe they have. And Yeah, that was a statement win. They put it all together. It wasn't even close. I mean, 35-9, to nine, and then you and I got a garbage-time touchdown. I know you and I have talked, and, and you're obviously a fan of Ryan Beard. I am, too. I, I just love his enthusiasm and his accountability. You know, I mean, that's something that seems to be – less and less uh, prevalent in today's college uh, coaching game. But uh, what do you really like about Ryan Beard, and and why do you think he's the guy uh, for this program for for years to come? Well, I mean, his his confidence and uh, he's just resolute in his belief in what they're doing is going to take him in the right direction. Uh, Yeah, he does take accountability for the negatives, but, uh, you know, he's a defensive guy. He was a defensive coordinator for the first three years here uh the the first season the first Petrino playoff year the defense carried the team so he had taken personally the weaknesses of the defense this year and boy they uh they they brought it against northern iowa at at all three levels they've got a star uh blossoming there don't they in the wide receiver Raylan sharp what six 100 yard games the valley offensive player of the of the week uh, 300-yard games in a row. Uh, again, we live in a world now where you, you kind of hope others don't recognize that and notice that out in the Power Five world, right, because he's poaching candidate material there, and, and that that's the, the world we live in now, isn't it? it? It is. It is. I mean, he's been in Power Five once in Houston and mm-hmm. transferred here, but, uh, yeah, you, you do worry about that. The, the, the portal works both ways. I mean, we got him out of the portal, and 
could possibly lose him, but that's where relationships come in. And uh, the thought that uh, if he continues to excel at this level, uh, the the, uh, the big guys will will find you no matter where you are. Big test, obviously, for the Bears in the finale, going to South Dakota State, the number one team in the country. Uh, in your mind, what is considered a good outcome? Obviously, an upset win that that uh, raised eyebrows across the nation would be the ultimate outcome. But what what is a good outcome for the Bears in this one uh, to have a feel-good um, vibe going into the offseason and recruiting? Well, you know, honestly, if they can stay within 20 points, and I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest about that. This is, this is the best team in the country at this level. Uh, but I think the Northern Iowa win is, is that that's the momentum kind of playing with house money this week, very low expectations. Uh, that's a great team playing on its home field. The only thing is you hope they mail it in because, you know, they're already going to be probably the number one seed in the playoffs, win or lose. But I have a feeling that on their senior day, they're going to, they're going to be uh, in a pretty good state of mind. You think there's any chance that Bobby Petrino, who, who's now available again uh, with Jimbo getting fired down there, Maybe winds up back in Springfield as an OC for his son-in-law. <laughs> well, that would that would bump his son out of the position. That's so, true. Yeah, we don't want to do that, I, do we? Don't want to do that. I mean, uh, I, I'm not hearing his name mentioned for some of the like Mississippi State just fired their coach this week, and I've thought about him for that. But uh, there, uh, one thing I read, they're talking about maybe bringing Dan Mullen back. Uh, he was very successful as their coach before going to Florida. He was pretty successful there, too. So that's a possibility. Uh, you know, Arkansas, and I like Sam Pittman, but I know the Wolves are out down there. Would, the, would they bring Petrino back? He, that's the last time they really won successful or consistently is when he was their coach. So I don't know. Uh, he's going to land somewhere. But uh, I don't think it'll be back here. And that, that's a great point on Arkansas. I, I was down there Saturday, and it was just awful. Um, you know, Auburn, which is really kind of average to above average at best, came in and, and just owned them. And and I, I think you're right. I think there's going to be something uh, that has to be done. And that Mizzou game on Black Friday is really kind of the one that if they're if they're terrible in that one, uh, don't you think that may be the death knell for for Mr. Pittman? Yeah, it might be. I mean, he started out well uh, mm-hmm. in his career at Arkansas, but uh, you got a short leash when you're a Razorbacks coach in football or, or basketball, but especially football. And uh, I know the, the fan base down there is, is very upset. So, uh, yeah, they may be getting ready to do something. Well, Art, uh, we're going to wrap it up talking a little Bears baseball and, and Keith Gutton, the announcement of becoming official here in the last uh, – couple weeks that this will be the 42nd and final season as head coach uh, a friend of, of ours and, and a guy that we both admire a lot um, obviously uh, hoping he has a special uh, send-off uh, next spring correct yeah absolutely so uh, going out on his own terms as he well he should deserve to second winningest coach active in division one baseball and 12th winningest all time in division one baseball think he's got a chance to move into the top 10 this season um it just leaves an unbelievable legacy with 12 ncaa tournament appearances uh, three regional championships one college world series and, and 21 players that have gone to major league baseball uh just done done a tremendous job here and 
I know he really doesn't have any hobbies, and he said he's going to have to get some to kind of uh, uh, kill his time here in retirement. But he well deserves it, and, uh, yeah, I hope he goes off on a good note. Art, I certainly appreciate your time and, and wish you uh, continued uh, speedy recovery. And, and, again, I always love to talk sports with a legend. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. You bet. Time for Scott's thoughts. I finish up each podcast with just some random musings and uh, ramblings about the, the world of sports in our area. Start off by talking about uh, Cardinals baseball. They've got some big names out there in free agency at the, on the pitcher list. Blake Snell, Aaron Nola among those. Time for the Cardinals to go spend some of that money and get at least one of them, if not both, or the fan discontent will rear its ugly head early instead of waiting till midseason this time around next summer. You can't address your team's primary need year after year and expect to still see 40000 for home games at Bush Stadium. So Cardinals, spend some money, get some pitching, be competitive again. Mizzou's 36 win over uh, ranked Tennessee on Saturday was the kind of statement win Eli Drinkowitz and the Tigers needed. I thought weeks ago that Mizzou would do Mizzou things, maybe take a step backward at some point in October, November after a strong start against really a a weak non-conference schedule, but that hasn't happened this year. And uh, they've kept it right on rolling. Big win for them over the uh, Volunteers. I thought maybe they might lose some of these big-time verbal commits they have before signing day. That is not going to happen. The Tigers are solid in all three areas of play, and they have the program right now at its peak since the Gary Pinkle days. Hats off to the Tigers. Meanwhile, I sat through most of that dreadful 48-10 Arkansas home loss to Auburn on Saturday down in Fayetteville. Sam Pittman's a great guy. He's like a big old grandpa, a teddy bear to Arkansas and his fans. Very lovable. But I do expect a head coaching change to come after the season. Maybe not a firing, but maybe a nudge in retirement for Pittman and put him in a role as a fundraiser or an ambassador for Razorback Athletics, uh, a guy that would be well in, in both roles or do well in both roles there because, again, he's very likable. But this football isn't working. Uh, the offense is out of sync again after uh, one week of a flare-up down in Florida. They look like a, a, a Power 5 football team again. Regressed last week against a very average uh, Auburn team on their home uh, field. Got to switch it up and see what the Hogs can do differently. Uh, Mississippi State and Texas A&M already have done that before the season's over. I think Pittman is likely next. Got a, a home test with Florida International. Won't be much of a test this week but then finish up on Black Friday with Mizzou. That is really Sam Pittman's last chance to save face and maybe keep his job with an upset win over the uh, surging Tigers. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Around the Ozarks Sports Scene. Be sure to play the Guess the Chiefs score on the Around the Ozarks and Midwest Family Radio websites. Your chance to win Chiefs tickets, autographed memorabilia, prizes, and more. All you got to do is guess the score on a Chiefs game for this week and Again, it'll be a big one with the Eagles coming in uh, for Monday Night Football. And you can now rate this podcast after listening, so we encourage you to take a second, maybe give us a few stars if you like what you're hearing each week on Around the Ozarks Sports Scene. Thanks for listening.